for each of these exercises, I am on a Windows 7 machine, an Alienware M17X laptop, using 16 gigabytes of RAM, a 64-bit operating system. I have an AMD Radeon HD 7970M mobile graphics card. Every time I click with the left mouse button, you'll see a red circle or a circle highlight the area that I'm selecting. This will allow you to follow along with which buttons I push, objects I select, or things that I'm changing. I am using Revit 2014 from Autodesk. For this first exercise, we'll be looking at programming and how to use Revit to program a space. We'll be using two different tools. The first tool is underneath the Annotate tab, and it's called Filled Regions. The second tool is underneath the Architecture tab, and it will be using the Rooms and Room Separator. Inside of Revit, open the smalloffice.rvt file. You'll see a few walls that are already set up. For the moment, we're going to ignore those. We're going to program outside of the space and later move the program spaces into the building shape. The second file to open is the smalloffice.xlsx file. This file provides us with a few room names, some area square footages, and proximity or adjacencies. It's important to note that the areas and the proximities will dictate how these spaces lay out within those walls. Underneath the proximity column, you see different spaces that need to be aligned with each other. Or located nearby. The large restroom, the two exam spaces, and the multi-purpose room as well as the procedure room should all be located nearby the nurse station. This makes the nurse station a key element in our facility. The waiting and the reception room should be located nearby each other with the doctor's office and the smaller restroom located anywhere within the facility. The first method for programming that we're going to use is going to be the filled region. Go to the annotate tab and select the region or filled region button. This brings up a menu that allows us to draw shapes however we want. We can draw circles, rectangles, polygons, use arcs, ellipses, or even use the pick line tool to select lines that already exist. For this part of the exercise, we're just going to use the rectangle tool. Since the nurse station was a key element of our facility and it's 96 square feet, we're going to use a rectangle to build our shape. When you first draw the shape, you don't necessarily need to worry about the dimensions of the shape. You can always come back and select the lines and adjust them later. Since we know that the nurse station is 96 square feet, we can adjust this space to be a 8 foot by 12 foot space, thus giving us our 96 square feet. Even though I drew this as a rectangle, you can see I can select the individual lines and adjust them as I need to. When you're done creating your sp space, select the Finish Edit Mo Mode button, and this will create your filled region. Now that we've created our filled region, if I zoom in, you can see that there's a hatch inside of the, the boundary. This hatch can be changed simply by ch changing the pull-down from the Properties bar. Each of these gives you a different look or a different feel for the filled region. One of the most important things to note 
is you have some that are transparent and some that do not list transparent. This just means that you can see through the space or see through the filled region. Here you can see our walls are hidden by the filled region. If I make it transparent, you'll be able to see through it. We'll use this as we change properties of our space. Now that we have our filled region creating our space, we need to make multiple copies. Now there's a couple ways you can go about this. First, select the space, and you can use the copy tool. Make sure that multiple are, is checked, and just drag and create multiple spaces. Now we know we need 10 spaces total. Here I've created six really quickly. Another option is to select the space, hold down the control button and your left mouse button, and drag to create a copy. And we'll create the last four just by using the copy tool. So here I have 10 spaces. They're all 96 square feet. So when we look at our Excel spreadsheet, we have two spaces that are 96, both the nurse station and the multipurpose. So now we need to create all of these others. We'll drag two of these off to the side since we know those are the correct size. So the next, to edit this shape, you can either drag these arrows, which is not necessarily accurate, or you can select the shape and select the Edit Boundary button. Here is similar to creating the space, so we can just edit these numbers. I'm going to make a 10 by 12 space for my 120 square foot procedure room. And here I'm going to create a couple 10 by 10 spaces for my two exam rooms and my doctor's office. And I'm going to delete these really quick just so I can make copies of this. And I was holding down the control button and the mouse button. I also have a 10 by 15 space that I need to make, and I need to make two of them for my 150 square foot reception and my 150 square foot waiting area. And finally, I need to make a 6 by 6 restroom for my 36 square foot restroom. And I'm just going to make a 6 by 8 for my 50 square foot or 48 square foot restroom. So here's all my spaces. But we have a problem. Everything looks the same. So how do we differentiate each of these spaces from each other? Well, there's a couple different ways. But the main way is to edit the hatch pattern for the filled region. So I'm going to select the space, and the easiest way to change that is by to go to the pull-down for the filled region underneath the Properties menu. If I select this, you can see that we can change the pattern. And it's just as, as simple as clicking the button. But if I count these along with how many spaces I have, 
you can see that I'm going to run out really quickly. So how do we create additional ones? Now that we have our filled regions, I want to make it a little bit easier to distinguish between them. So I'm going to make these solid colors as opposed to hatch patterns. The easiest way to do that is just to start with the solid black and select the Edit Type button. Here you can see solid fill, drafting, opaque, line weight of one, which in this case doesn't matter since it's a solid fill, and the color black. So if we change the color black to whatever color we want, make it a nice green, say OK, and now we have our color. But we did create a problem by doing this. We changed the solid black filled region, so if I wanted to use black, it's not going to be black. It's going to be the green. So we need to undo that. <coughs> and we'll change the type again. And we're going to say duplicate. And what I want to say is I'm going to name this one of my spaces. So this is one of the restrooms. Restroom. And we'll change it to green color. Say OK. And I'm going to leave this opaque for right now. I'm going to make the others transparent. And I'll show you why here in just a, a little while. I had two restrooms. And I'll start to change the other colors. So here I've made all the edits to our colors. Uh, I did change the restroom colors to purple, no specific reason. Uh, they are opaque. So let's see what that does. So the rest of these shapes are transparent. So if I drag an opaque shape over our walls, you can see that it hides the walls. So that's what opaque does. Now since these are transparent, if I drag this over a wall, you can see the wall through the shape or through the color. So that's the difference between opaque and transparent. So my blue rooms are my exam rooms. My brown is my doctor's office. Gray is the procedure room. Red multi-purpose. And green is my nurse station. And then I have waiting and reception as yellow and orange. And the restrooms are the purple. So since I know the nurse station was somewhat centralized, just based on our Excel spreadsheet, a lot of things had to be tied to the nurse station. I'm going to place that in the center of the building. So this is us starting our programming, our space planning. So since that's centralized, I'm going to place one of the exam rooms. I'm going to snap from the corner. And the, the easiest way to snap is to use the shortcuts. If you type in SE, it's going to snap to the end point. If you type SM, it's going to snap to a midpoint. SN is to the nearest of the line. SI will give you an intersection. And you can check out the help file for a lot of the others. Those are the main ones I use, pretty much SE and SM. And occasionally I'll use SI. So here I have an exam room. I'm going to move my multi-purpose room here. 
and we start to have some shape overlap and for the moment that's okay I'm gonna take my procedure room and I'm actually gonna rotate it 90 degrees so I'm gonna just type that in and I'm gonna move that snap to that corner I can actually take this restroom place it here I'm gonna take my waiting area move that into the bottom corner take my doctor's office place it in the other corner take my other exam room place it here take the restroom place it here and then finally take my reception I'm actually going to rotate this 90 degrees place it right here so like I said we have some overlap so we just kind of need to adjust a few things I'm going to take the nurse station and I'm just going to move it from here over to this point still with some overlap like I said that's okay um, what I am going to do here is because these two overlap I want to maintain my hundred square feet but I also want to start thinking about how I'm placing walls so even though this is a space plan we can start to figure out okay I'm gonna have walls in between each of these spaces so some of the white space will be necessary as well as circulation space so I'm gonna take I'm gonna say align and when you align you always select the object you want to align to first so I want to align this line to the face of this so I'm gonna say align here and I know that I've just created a 120 square feet because this was an 8 by 12 space so I'm going to just drag that line over it's going to snap so I've created two 96 square feet spaces now one thing that I can do I'm going to move my nurse station out of the way for a second is I can take some of this space and maybe use it for some millwork or something else so I'm going to say edit boundary and I'm just going to draw some quick lines. I don't have to draw much because I only needed four additional square feet. So I drew two lines here and then I'm going to use the trim or extend corner select my two lines I want to extend to select my other two lines that I want to extend to so it's gotten rid of this line it'll infill here. So say finish so here I've created 108 square feet for a space. Once we add the wall, we'll lose a little bit of that, so that's that's okay for the moment. I'm actually going to take this and I'm going to rotate this again back to 90. Just see how it fits in this space. So we actually have some a pretty good area here. I will obviously have some walls. I'm going to take my nurse station and I'm going to rotate that 90 degrees as well. And I'm just going to place that. I'm going to, since I can't see exactly where the endpoint is, I'm going to say SE for my endpoint, and I'm going to place it here on this endpoint. So here, here we've kind of space planned our our area. So the one thing we don't have is labels. We can always use text for our labels. But what happens is if we say multi-purpose, obviously this is a little bit larger than what we need. 
so we'll change the text size and the size of our plan may not be large enough so we may want to change it to a quarter inch we'll zoom in again so but if I move this obviously the text isn't going to move with it so that's one of the downfalls the other is is you can't really without selecting it you can't really tell what the square footage is so we have this nice box here but you have to have the object selected to see what that square footage is so as as we start moving through some of these spaces like I said I can always use text and say that this is 96 square feet but once again that doesn't unless if I select all of those objects together they don't always move together I can always group them so if I select one it selects all and it moves everything but we're starting to add a little bit of extra work this is where the other option of creating spaces will help us the room separator lines and the rooms the nice thing about it is that you can create these rooms that you can schedule so if you start to understand what you want to do with finishes uh, areas you can start to name them you can even number your rooms so we'll look at that in another exercise and like I said this is a start of using the annotation tools the filled region option and changing and programming the space as we start to lay it out once you start adding walls to the inside obviously some of these things will adjust some of these may grow a little bit they may shrink you may need to adjust it for circulation so that's it this is just a start that's when you really start getting into planning and programming